Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Crawling out from the Feywild and dancing around with his pointy, goofy little ears. Dice and Pipes, welcome to the only uh, podcast that compels you by force to drink pipes and smoke whiskey. This is uh, Brian. Hi, Chris. What's up? Well, you only compel me by force. Right. Right now, at least. You can find us on the Instagrams and Twitter chats and the and the you Reddits, uh, all Dice and Pipes. Follow us there for uh, pointless pictures that we take. Uh, throughout the day. Uh, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm great. I, I really should be a responsible adult and stick to my water. So, yeah, on your side of uh, the aisle here, in your workstation... It's very messy. Um, there's three jars of tobacco, by my count. Uh, I yes. see two pipes and a bottle of water... Yes. ...that uh, has nary a drop missing out of it and a bottle of uh, Japanese whiskey that... Nary has any whiskey left. <laughs> <laughs> I should so, reach with my other hand. Oh, maybe that's what it that's is. That's the problem. That's my right hand is. is very its very sore right now. It really isn't. No, oh, it okay. isn't. I'm just trying to make an excuse as to right, why I'm not taking yeah. the water. So, sore hands. Very bad experience with a, with a Dunkin' Donuts sandwich the other day. I'm trying to flush it all out of my system. I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah, I'm done what, with Dunkin' Donuts. What happened? Can't do it anymore. What happened? <sighs> I was starving at work. And usually I do not eat at work. You very rarely eat at work. Very, I very rare. Now we've learned that I rarely eat at work and I rarely shit at work. Well, they almost came together on uh, <laughs> the other day at work. Um, dude, I was fucking starving. I was so hungry. And originally I was going to get a pizza, but you know, at the, that hour of the night, like there's really not a lot open. Right. And I'm Italian, so pizza is always a safe bet. Well, I, I went against my instincts and went to Dunkin'. And this is a Dunkin' that I, I usually, I refuse to go to. Just okay. Based not only on the clientele that goes into there, but yeah. also the employees that work there. There is an issue when you go to drink coffee and the pot that the coffee is being made from probably hasn't been cleaned in months. Like it just it leaves this very interesting non Dunkin' Donut coffee taste. Yeah, that like acidic, yeah, it's just, acrid, just bitter, yeah. gross coffee. So I, I've tried to like wean myself off of this Dunkin' Donuts coffee, but I've always been a fan of their sandwiches. I usually with like clockwork. Double sausage and egg on a toasted croissant. Okay. How do you go wrong with that? Right. It's fucking protein and protein on a croissant. Perfect. Yes. So I get that. Dude, I don't know what happened, but that just did not sit right. So for like the past two and a half days, it's been a been a bloody Two mess. and a half days? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Now, yeah. do you think it was the... Did you get a coffee with this sandwich? I did. So you don't think it was the, the coffee? No, because the, the coffee sandwich. I tend to drink. 
You know, that that's a little more consistent than the yeah. sandwiches. Your body's built up a tolerance to yes. to in the middle of the night. Yeah, having burnt fucking Dunkin' Donuts burnt coffee. stale coffee. I see. The sandwich though, no fucking bueno. That was no bueno. Now, could you tell a difference in taste? No, it tasted fine. But by like four hours after eating it, dude, it just started going downhill. I see. Started going. So now when I get home, I'm talking to the wifey, and she's like, oh, you know, maybe just make yourself some rice, but put nothing in it. I can't do that. You know, they help bind you together. I can't do that. Wouldn't I fucking, like uh, Triscuits do the same thing? A nice like uh, yeah, but rosemary that re- and herb Triscuit. Require me to go to the store. Ah. I was already home. Yeah. So I made some rice. And as soon as she left for work, I fucking drowned it in butter. <laughs> and You're some, like some peering, peering through the blinds yeah, of the yeah. windows like, oh, because you got to give it that like minute yeah. where you know she's not going to be like, oh, shit, I forgot my phone and turn around and come back. Exactly. And then you're caught. Yeah. No, um, she was gone. I saw her. She left. She was in her car. She was gone. So fucking half a stick of butter mm. and salt and pepper. That, and that did not do the trick. That did anti-binding. Yeah. Anti-binding. Lubed it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what has uh, what has Clyde furnished for us today with uh, tobacco? Mm. So I haven't had it in a while, but a little uh, Dunhill nightcap, cracking open that nightcap. No longer, you can't buy it anymore. No, this it's, is done. it's extinct, this like the extinct. elephants. Like yeah, 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 like the elephants and the cats. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't get this anymore. So I have uh, this is for, oh look, I even have a date on the bottom. I bought this in uh, December sixteenth. I'm sorry, February 16th of 2018. Oh, wow. Because okay. I'm a lunatic. I labeled the bond. Right, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, I'm sure this one. Uh, yep. Yep, this one's got it too. I also have some uh, squadron leader. That's from August. Does this one have it? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. So you're in a, you're in a uh, uh, an English mood today. I'm in an English mood. And you know what's weird? I've smoked this probably the last time that I smoked the nightcap for some reason. And a lot of people say it like you get like this soapy taste to it. Every so often you get some people that'll complain like they smoke in English and I don't know if it's like the Latakia, mm-hmm. um, like the, the wherever it comes from, but some people complain that they'll get like a soapy taste to it. And I remember getting it not only from the uh, the nightcap, but I also got it from the squadron leader. And for some bizarre reason today, dude, no soapy taste. So I don't know if it was from like smoking it over and over again. And I developed like some sort of like, not reaction, but right. I don't know. It just didn't sit well with my palate. And it's not like I'm smoking it out of a new pipe. Like it's yeah. the seven, uh, not seven. Like this is that Rossi author that I have, so it's not new. So I don't know what it is. I think it's. I'm going to blame it on the Dunkin' Donuts sandwich. At least for the next month, everything that goes wrong, I think we can trace back reliably to the sandwich. Yeah, it's it's science. Science. And I think whenever I want to smoke in English and not taste the soap, I I'll have to eat a, a sandwich, a double sausage and egg. Uh, I have uh, the Molto Dolce. I'm still sticking with uh, with that. Um, mm. Clyde's getting a little irritated because I have all this other delicious tobacco. But uh, with the not smoking thing, I don't think I'm ready to upgrade to like a legit tobacco. Well, yet. fuck him. He's not the show producer. That's that's true, Barry. Right. We never give Barry enough credit. He gets no credit. No. He really uh, doesn't deserve credit. No, he doesn't. Nor does he really do anything that merits us even really discussing him. If I could, if it were legal in this country. Uh, I would drown him in a bathtub filled with African killer bees. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, yeah, yes, that's right, Barry. Praise the sun. Yes. Uh, Michael has uh, given me today uh, some bullet bourbon. Doing mm. just the uh, the bourbon. 
I feel like we're getting closer to like a milestone episode. And I don't know why I feel that. Um, we were talking uh, off mic about uh, like getting towards like the end of like the prologues for these campaigns that we're running. And I right. think when we do that, we're going to have to do some legit mixed drinks. Mixed drinks? Yeah. Class it up a little bit. Celebrate. Like a rusty nail? No, I'm thinking more like uh, maybe an old fashioned. Oh, I'm down with that. Hello? I think someone almost hit your garbage can. That's what happened. Up. Uh, mailman. Almost. Oh, good. Never mind. Being threatened by the dog. Speaking of mailman, real quick. Uh, uh, actually, let's let's do the. Who's beeping? Oh, it is your mailman. Yeah. He's probably looking for you to come out going, I'm not fucking with that. Do- the dog is literally just staring yeah. at him. Yeah. That's cute. I love it. Chief of Border Security. <laughs> Still going with the horn. Oh. Good boy. Uh... What has uh, what has Mister Fish provided for you? Ah, uh, yes, uh, Centauri whiskey. I'm a big fan. I like it. I don't know what it is. I've heard a lot of people complain about it that it's really not that good. But to be honest, I think this is like one of the smoothest yeah. whiskeys I've ever had. Now, I believe uh, for those who do not listen to the Warhammer episodes, we've been we've been messing with this quite a bit on Warhammer. Um, this is, I believe, the first five E appearance of this whiskey, and I will say. I opted not to have that today, uh, if only because I have adult things I have to do today. And for some reason, that whiskey fucks with me on another level. Yes. I don't know what it is about that whiskey. I don't get it. It's a lower proof than everything else I have. Yeah. I I, don't know what it is. I don't know. And it's not like that crazy shit that they sell in uh, Japan that has like the pit viper in it. So it's not like you're getting some like bizarre concoction, some herbal, ancient, medicinal drink. Yeah. That's fucking you up. And it does the same thing to you, you said, right? Dude, this shit annihilates me. Yeah. And I cannot understand why. And it's not like you don't have a tolerance for it. I mean, to me, whiskey is whiskey, right? It's a mash. It's it's the same as drinking bullet. Right. So, and bullet is a higher proof, like you would mention. I think bullet's what, like 90? This is, this is 86. Yeah, 90. So, yeah, this just destroys me. Uh, I think on the last gameplay session that we recorded, uh, you only had a couple of glasses, yeah. and it was it was rough. you weren't getting fucking stupid or anything. No, but I, you were definitely. Um, but I, I could definitely gel. I can definitely. Yes. So fuck me on Dyson pipes. When you fuck up a word, uh, you have to roll to see if you drink. Uh, for us fans of Five E, we're gonna roll one d twenty. Anything higher than a ten. Chris is saved from having to drink. 15. 15. No drinky for you. Why can't I get these rolls when we actually play the campaign? You did. We we cheated by giving you the power of Glenn. Glenn, Glenn was the man. We'll eventually. Just for posterity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Glenn's been charging up your blue 20. Uh, this is a 20, right? I'm not, I can't tell it's with you. It's not a 12. Yeah. Okay. Son of a just, bitch. Just uh, roll that yeah, just to see. Nope. Didn't work on the blue one. That Oof. was a five. All right. I'm going to stick with the orange one. Okay. Good. It's like Nick's colors. Yeah, I don't know. It's now, what time is it? Oh, it's noon. It's so, five o'clock somewhere. Fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. The, the, this, I don't know what it is. I think this is actually a really good whiskey to drink in the morning. <laughs> it's a morning whiskey. <laughs> it's a morning whiskey. I, I'm just going to point this out. Yes. I believe you have referred to all of our whiskeys as a good whiskey to drink in the morning. I think I'm just trying to legitimize drinking in the morning. That might have something to do with it. But this one, it, to be honest... Um, 
it's it's got like a very sweet note to it. I, I just think it's a little more palatable going down when uh, you just wake up. I would have some eggs, some sausage, fry up some onions, maybe put a little sriracha in there. Yeah. And wash that shit down with some toki. Pro tip for everybody, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of sriracha, uh, not necessarily breakfast oriented, but I, I would encourage everyone to go out of your way and find Sam the Cooking Guy on YouTube. Oh, my God. Um, the Everyman's Cook. Uh, I don't think there's he's made anything yet that I wouldn't be able to make, and I'm by no means a, uh, a Michelin star chef. Uh, just good, fat food. I have to laugh because yeah. I've been watching him for quite a while, and I think he's had kidney stones three times. I know. Poor guy. Like plagued with <laughs> I'm sure it has stones. nothing to do with his chili dog cheeseburger <laughs> that he made yesterday. <laughs> it's hamburger week. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, well, while I do enjoy hamburgers, we have to talk about something serious. Serious? Oh, no. I would like everyone to raise a glass. Is everything okay? It's time for the toast. Oh. Uh, it's, it's 2019. Everyone has smartphones. Uh, there is no reason in this life or any other to go out and purchase an egg timer. I got a big fucking problem with egg timers. Oh no. Can I ask you a question? Yes. So in your left hand right now is an actual egg timer. Right, that's not some like produced right. sound. Nope. Uh, going into post. Um, what? What's on the table to your right? We'll get into that. Um, oh, no. I'm going to hold this here for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what? I got to put my glass down. So you're adamantly opposed to egg timers? Yes. Uh, I I don't know a contraption in your kitchen, the mm-hmm. oven, the microwave. Uh, sometimes even your cable box, the phone in your back pocket. These things are all perfectly acceptable methods of keeping track of time yes. while cooking. And it's gotten so advanced that I think now you can even, like Alexa. Oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that if anybody's yeah. listening. Okay, that, Google. <laughs> hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Oh. <laughs> can I buy phone. an egg timer? All right. I guess not. But you could probably say, hey, Siri, set an alarm for 10 minutes. I could do that. So why would you need an egg timer? You don't. You really don't need it. Do you own one of these devices? No. I don't think so. Yeah. And if I do, I haven't used it. It's like buried in a drawer someplace. Now, this egg timer by uh, Farberware, the fine folks done at the Farberware company, this thing clearly is old because at one time it was white. Now it's that yellow. Yes. Uh, it looks like uh, like an old Super Nintendo. It's all old and yellow, but it still still works. Still works. I had to dig and dig to find this. And, and then that I had to wonder, why do I have it? I know why. Why? Because that is the... Um, that's what you use to combat cooking during a power outage. Right, but if the power's out, how are you cooking anyway? Like the cavemen did. You gotta, You're going to build a fire? Yeah. You, and then... Oh, excuse me for a second. What, what are you grabbing? Oh, Jesus Christ. What was 
What was that, Brian? That was on the table to your right? A hammer. I think you broke your microphone. How did that... <laughs> I took a fucking hammer and destroyed the egg timer. <laughs> Where did it go? Oh, uh, there it is. So, and it's in the garbage. I think on your initial hit, like four pieces flew off <laughs> and hit me in the chest. I literally, when I saw you pick up the hammer, I dove to grab my sunglasses to put over my eyes to protect the, the orbs that are sunken into my head. We care about protection. <laughs> so tell us how you really feel about egg timers. So to those of you with egg timers, wow. I cheers you. Cheers. <laughs> Holy shit. I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. <laughs> you almost knocked over the whiskey. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's check in on Harrison Bullet and see how he's doing uh, in his adventures. Uh, is he going to go to the big city? I think that's on everyone's mind. Is he going to be buying any Farberware? <laughs> Not today. Not today. Not for me. No garage sale. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. All right. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. Well then, that concludes our business, and in the morning we will see you off to the Imperium itself. Okay. Uh, just, I'm sure you won't mind, but for the sake of security, uh, we will, of course, search all of your belongings. That's fine. Good. Uh, <clears throat> he waves to one of his men, and uh, all of your stuff will be waiting for you on the ship. Um, may I have your bag? Yeah, I throw my bag, and then I I turn to leave. Uh, your gloves? Do you want to take the clothes off of my back and let me leave here naked? I said all my belongings are in my bag. Do what you want with them, and I continue to walk out. Roll a persuasion. 14. Of course. My apologies. You've done enough for the Imperium. I should not treat you like a criminal. Uh, Johnson, please show Mr. Bullet back to his home. So, you've been uh, dismissed by Captain Alexanderson uh, back to your currently empty home. Captain. <clears throat> the captain. And uh, we're presumably going to be departing for the city uh, in the morning. You also have two uh, Thunder Force guards with you. Oh, I'm under heavy watch now. It, you don't get the impression that you're under watch. You get the impression that you've come back more important than you were before. Okay. Just based on the information that I gathered, the quest that I went on. Yeah, and the way the guys are acting. like They're not acting like they're watching you. They're acting like they're with you, if that makes any sense. Right, right, right. So they're more supportive, not my... Right. Like they're opening doors for you as you walk. Oh, okay. If you allow them to. Right, right. Um, that kind of thing. Okay. I would open my own doors. Okay. But I would appreciate what they're doing. I wouldn't be a right. dick. That know? thing where like they reach for the first door, and you're like, ah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we leave uh, Alexanderson's little uh, office, and 
Are we going to head back to the house and call it a night? You know, maybe um, Harrison just stops by the, the docks first. Okay. That was, in fact, his job, right? So mm-hmm. he'll just go by, just make sure everything is in order. Um, Would you say that you had like a, like a protege or an assistant? Yeah, like, a, like an apprentice. Yeah. Somebody. He's been running the show since you've been gone. Right. So I would just double check with him, whoever he was. Uh, it's a 14. Things have been going well. Good. Um, you know, there might be some things where like your personal way of handling things, like your personal OCD with how you handle work might be irking you a little bit. Right. But, but you know, like he, he files things in a different way than you did. Uh, He's got a different system. Right. But other than noticing things like that, Everything seems like it's, it's in working order. He's excited to see you. Um, asks if you'll be taking over for him. Oh, no. This is your bag now. So, <clears throat> Billy Covington is very excited. Oh, good, good. Um, this is what we trained you for. Yeah, he, he thanks you emphatically and asks... You yeah, well, what, what, what are you going to be doing? Uh, I'm, actually, tomorrow I'm leaving for the Capitol. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You've always wanted to go there. Uh, this is this is going to be a great adventure, a new chapter in the book of life. Oh well, congratulations, and you know I'm I'm going to perfectly take care of this place. Good. All right, thank you, Billy. Uh, if you need anything, I'm sure you can send a message to. Uh, I'll I'll send somebody over to you. I'll let you know where I'll be at. I so will. if anything comes up, you can always just correspond with me that way. Speaking of messages, uh, I'm glad you said that. I almost forgot. Uh, give me one second. And. Young Billy uh, goes into a, like a lockbox and produces a letter uh, addressed to you with Maximo's stamp on the back of it. Thank you, Billy. You're welcome. I'll take it. I put it in my pocket. I'll read that one later. <laughs> well, listen. Good luck, and uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm still new at this. I'm still getting my feet wet. But if there's anything you need, you know, let me know. All right. Thank you, Billy. All right, and I'll head out. Um, because again, Harrison wouldn't keep anything here, so he just <clears throat> kind of signs off on whatever he needs to finalize, and and he'll head back home. I imagine like a transfer of ownership kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would think there's some sort of like journal or a uh, like any manifest that just needs mm-hmm. to be finalized by me, and then everything I'll transfer over to Billy, and Billy's going to run the show. Because I would imagine uh, Harrison will give the impression that he's coming back, but chances are he's he's not coming back. Okay. Not in that capacity, at least. I'm, I'm done being a poor master. Where to? Uh, I'm going to go home. So uh, your house is uh, also has guards in front of it. So now we're looking at four guards. Uh, but the two guards that show up uh, kind of briefly have a quick exchange with the two guards watching over your house. They give you a quick little nod, uh, like a slight bow kind of a thing, and they, they take off. And uh, you enter your home. And it is exactly the way you left it, sans stuff. And family. Right. Okay. Like your furniture is still there, but there's no clothes. Um, your stuff is still there. Right. But uh, like your kids' toys, that kind of stuff is all gone. Okay. Presumably taken to the capital. Yes. Um, I'll ask one of the guards, uh, what time are we leaving in the morning? It sounds like uh, the ship is already here. Uh, it pulled in while you were sitting down with the captain, so probably just before daybreak. Okay. Do they have to stand outside? I'll even invite them in. They don't, they don't have to stand outside. If they don't have to be outside, I invite them in. 
see if there's anything they want to eat or drink. And uh, they uh, they begrudgingly accept, and then they end up uh, making a compromise. One of them stands outside while one of them comes in. Okay. And they're probably going to switch at some point, take turns being right. outside. So I'll cook them up some food. I'll make myself something to eat. Uh, I'm just going to gather. Maybe I'll change change of clothes. I'll clean up. Okay. W- worse yourself a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably sit down. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to smoke a pipe. Just kind of go over my notes in my journal. Okay. Give me a perception. Ten. Uh, you know what tinnitus is, right? That like ringing in your ears. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you think someone's talking about you. You start uh, getting that kind of setting in a little bit. And uh, if you really strain, you can almost hear like distant whispers. Which I think are coming from like inside of my house or maybe outside of the house. I don't think they're necessarily in my head, do I? With a 10, it's unclear. Yeah. I could see maybe like you looking around. So I'll look at the guard that's in the house. He, uh, he's finishing up the, uh, the soup that you made him. Did you say something? Uh, me? Yeah. No? no? Okay, I'm sorry. No. Uh, thank you for the soup. It's delicious. Oh, good, good. You're welcome. Um, I'm going to retire to bed now. Okay. So uh, we're going to go to sleep. And in the morning, uh, I imagine that you probably... Oh, I'm sorry. Him. I was just saying that for him to get out of my house. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So he does uh, He does maybe some rounds, walks outside with his other uh, guard buddy. They're bullshitting with each other, telling okay. jokes. Yeah, I'm just going to do a little little practicing with the old mage hands. All right. Yeah, yeah. Just want to, but I'm going to go into my room. I'm going to make sure like all the... the, the the blinds are the drawn. The blinds are drawn. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe light a candle in the corner. Okay. Just dim light. I just want to just want to try to practice. Just kind of understand, like, what the fuck are these things on my hands? Right. You know? Maybe draw the daggers out a couple of times just to understand the mechanics behind it. All right. Uh, let's do this. Roll a flat 20 for the daggers. Wow, I should have stuck with the blue one. Yeah, that's a six. Okay. I stabbed so, myself in the thigh. <laughs> so you're still not used to the velocity that these things uh, come out. So um, now when I try to draw them out, are they like ejecting yes. from the gauntlets and just like yes. clinking off of the walls? Right. Okay. So the way it's designed is you can, and presumably it is intended for you to catch the, the handle as they fly out of your hands. Right. So now like you go from not having daggers to all of a sudden you have daggers. But it seems like they, they project out with such velocity that in a pinch, you can use it as like a ballistic weapon. Almost like a, a, it's a throwing weapon. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, let's give the crossbows a, a whack. Give me a flat 20. A nine. <laughs> Fuck this time. Dude, there is a huge difference in roles between the yes. D&D campaign <laughs> yes, and the Wrath and Glory is. campaign. I don't get it. Yes, there is. It's the same for me, too, because my rolls seem to be higher on this and lower on uh, Wrath and Glory. Yeah, crazy. It's very strange. Um, all right, so again, the, the crossbows are very cumbersome. Uh, you're having a hard time when the, the crossbeam of the, of the hand crossbow snaps out. It keeps like kind of throwing your wrist off, and after practicing for a while, your wrist starts to get kind of sore. Okay. Um... Enough to take a break. I can't have that like affect my drinking hand. Right. You know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't pick up your glass. It weighs ten pounds. 
You need all your all your strength. Uh, let's go ahead and practice with the mage hands. Let's do a flat twenty. Seventeen. Ah, a little better. Okay. Combined score of the previous two rolls. So, after some quick practice, it seems like uh, the last time you were messing with these mage hands, it, it seemed to go pretty well. Right. Um, you're getting used to the idea of feeling something grasp in your hand, even though it's across the room. You're getting used to manipulating objects more or less with your mind, but doing a little bit of fancy finger work along with it. Oh, that was my other question. The The access to the daggers and the crossbow, is this something that's controlled through my thoughts, or is it something controlled through, let's say, like a mechanism that I would maybe hit with like a finger? As of right now, uh, it seems like it's controlled through ways that you twist and twitch your wrists. Okay. So you've been you've been practicing with this for a while. You're able to pick things up with your mage hands and carry them across the room, bring them to you. You're able to remove things from yourself and bring them across the room. You even get so well, uh, so so proficient at it that you take your your bedroom key and you bring your key to the key lock and and lock and unlock the door using just your mage hands. How long would you say that you spend? practicing a few hours a few hours yeah okay. yeah because my assumption is we had the meeting with alexanderson we came back you know I, I went to the port came back it's now nighttime we had dinner and now you know it's that that kind of lull between dinner right okay this is like your version of watching tv yeah 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 okay so i'm gonna roll a d6 on an odd uh, we'll call it a night after you're done practicing. Sounds good. And even I'm going to make you do another awareness test or uh, perception test. That's a four. Give me another perception. Five. All right. So uh, you get a little bit of ringing in your ears again, uh, but it lasts a fleeting moment. Nothing else really happens. One of those things like, you know, it's, uh, someone's talking about me. You know, you say that to your buddies when your ears start ringing. Comes and goes. I think maybe I'm, like, having some sort of shell shock from the croc slash alligator <laughs> fight. <laughs> Still traumatized. <laughs> okay. So I I would think, like, at this point, I've kind of, like, not mastered, but I have a, a pretty fine grasp on, like, my fine motor skills with the mage hand. So I'm, I'm fairly confident yes. in using mage hands. All right. So... As time goes on, not necessarily right now, but as time goes on, I think as I roll to like practice with the mage hands, uh, I think Harrison would want to kind of feel out like how far out he can kind of use these hands. Well, so far we know that when you were in the tree, you were able to reach up about a hundred feet and right. grab the bottoms of the roots without much difficulty. Right. So we know that you can at least do gross motor skills from a distance of at least 100 feet. And so far, based on the size of your room, uh, you can do fine, intricate things as well. Okay. Presumably, you could do fine, intricate things as well from 100 feet away, but we haven't had a chance really to explore that yet. Right. Okay. Very good. Uh, I guess at this point, um, yeah, I'm going to crash. All right. So we're going to wake up in the morning. Yes. And uh, the guards are going to gently kind of give you a little rapping on the door. <clears throat> Uh, uh, Mr. Bullet, uh, everything is prepared if you're ready. So I'll get up. I thank them. And, uh, yeah, I think my business is, is pretty much concluded in, in Northridge. You so have, I'll, uh, yeah, you I'll have, get you dressed. Have, you have visitors. Like the guards? Uh, the guard tells you you have visitors. 
Okay. Uh, show them in. And enters uh, Whitmore and Alvord. Oh, good, 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 good. So uh, Alvord explains to you that uh, he had a long conversation with Alexanderson. Um, so he sits down with you and he says, uh, listen, I just want to let you know, uh, they're putting me in charge of Hexley. In what capacity? I'm taking over for the Baroness. Really? Do you know where, where she is now? I don't know. They didn't tell me. Uh, I leave in a couple days. Okay. How far is... Where is Lake Dodd in relation to Northridge? I don't have the map. Um, in relation to Northridge and Hexley. All right. So <clears throat> Northridge is up here. We're looking at about a week and a half, maybe two weeks down to Hexley. And Lake Dodd is slightly oh, right. closer to Hexley than it is to Northridge. That map is awesome. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, Alvord... And the closest portal on the map that I had seen in Hexley is in the caves, the mine in Hexley. Right. The closest portal to Lake Dodd? Correct. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Alvord kind of nudges Whitmore, and Whitmore shows the guards out. Okay. Um, and okay. Alvord leans in and says, listen, uh, as soon as I get there, uh, I'm going to see what the situation is with the mine. Um... And I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet, but I'll see how I can get in touch with you to let you know uh, if they destroyed it or what the situation is with that mine. Okay. Um, I, I look at Whitmore, and Whitmore walked the guards out. It's just you and Alfred. No, I'm now I'm staring at Whitmore. Oh, okay, okay. Because I'm trying to get his attention to after he lets the guards out to have him come back. All right. So yeah, he uh, eventually he kind of sees out of the corner of his eye. He uh, he comes back in. Okay. Uh, what do they have you doing? I uh, they gave me rank in Northridge for right now. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. So you're stationed here for now. Yeah. Okay. So I turn to Alfred. Here's what I need you to do. I need you. You said you're going there in a couple of days? Yeah. Oh, man, this is going to go against my plan. When when you get to Hexley, I need you to do everything that you can to survey the mine and make sure that there is a way out. I, I need some sort of escape route. You remember that portal that we uncovered there? Yeah. So if you remember when we were in the, the mine, we, we saw that map and shows that there's this portal in the capital. My intent is... Tonight, when I get to the capital, I'm going to try to uncover that portal. And I'm going to see if I can make my way back into the mine. Okay. Um, I mean, even if I left now, it would take me at least a week, oh, week of course. to get there. Of course. But if I can make my way through this portal and end up in the mine, I mean, obviously right now, if it's blocked, I have no way out. So I'm trapped. So if I know that you're going to get there in a week... So if we could say within two weeks, if the, it is in fact blocked in, if you can, if you can work on, uh, you know, developing some sort of plan to, to open up about this, I'll send you a letter. Um, and if the letter says Whitmore is doing well, the mine has an alternate exit. Okay. If it says I'm doing well, then. There are no alternate exits out of that mine. It sucks nobody has a smartphone. Gets this information right away. Um, I do have a cogitator. I don't know. If that... 
Okay. Well, this is good news. Yeah, this is very good news. Do you want me to grab Citadel? Will Citadel, will Citadel follow him? This is a side. Like yeah, my concern is, he shows up at Lake Dodd, and he tries to like retrieve him from the middle of the lake, and shit does not go according to plan. Because obviously, no instructions were left with Citadel to trust anybody, and I don't want to make the assumption. Um, well, at least you know if you want to go get him, you have a free pass into Hexley. Oh, 100%. So you have that. Right, right. All right. Uh, leave Citadel okay. for now. My, my, my hope in all of this is tonight when I get to the city, I can uncover this portal, make it back to the mine in Hexley, and get out undetected and head back to Lake Dodd to grab Citadel. Now, if that happens, I have no idea. Again, it's all going to be predicated on whether or not I'm going to be able to, to get out of this mine without losing my eyes to bats. We'll see. What are you smoking, by the way? That shit smells... Multi dolce. Oh, it smells so good. Yeah, it smells good. Perfect pipe, by the way. Yes. Yeah. The uh, the partially rusticated Norden Gandalf pipe. Mm. So I, I'll, I'll shake their hands. And they uh, they shake your hand. Until we meet again. Good journey, and uh, good luck in the city. I look at Whitmore. I take it they set you up with the, with the place? We're standing in it. Oh, you're going to live in my home. Do me a favor. The tables, don't flip them. <laughs> as long okay. as nobody cheats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jerk. Um, all right, so I, I hand him over the keys. And uh, he gives you a big, obnoxious hug. Oh, good. I'll hug him back. Like he kind of like gets you by the small of your back. Your toes come off the floor. Like, okay, yeah, all yeah. right. <laughs> all right. Harrison is starting to warm up to to Whitmore. I think, you know, he sees that he's proven himself. So, and we, we were saying, you know, it's gone from that like, like that horrible hazing, like you think you don't like the guy, to now, all right, you know, I'm starting to develop a little soft spot for this guy. So, all right, we'll be in touch. All right. So, uh, we're off to the city. We are off to the city. I'm out the door following these two guards. All right. So you uh, you head to Lake Debrin. You head to the port. Uh, Alexanderson is there. Uh, thanks you again for your service. Asks if there's any last requests that you have to be taken care of in Northridge. No, I think everything is, is squared away. And we are seeing you off to the big city. So uh, you climb into this this ship. It's uh, it's fairly small. It can it can seat maybe like twenty people comfortably. Okay. Um, so it's a smaller transport vessel for humans. Uh, you're the only one on it. The guards come on with you. There is a spread of food out for a nice hearty breakfast. They're really going all out with this. Okay. Uh, so as uh, if you choose, while you sit down to eat, uh, the the crew removes all the, the mooring lines and starts inflating the, the airbag on the top of the ship. It lifts up off of the ridiculously dangerous waters of Lake Debrin, and you start sailing toward this gigantic wall. So the the ship is set up very similar to the principles of like a hot air balloon. Yes, like okay. a Zeppelin. Oh, okay, okay. And what Alexanderson is not on the ship. He's staying behind. He's Correct. staying in yep. Northridge. So it's myself, the two guards that were in charge. And of, a handful of deckhands. Okay. Um, so what they do is they take decommissioned... Uh, Debrin has several battleships that... Uh, and and. Uh, like wave runners that surround the island or the continent. When those ships get too battered just from wear and tear, 
they get sent to the Empire, they get refurbished to make them fancy, and they get a hot, they remove the masts and the sails, and they attach these big balloons to them cool. to do transporting back and forth from the Imperial capital to the rest of the mainland. They can't use regular ships in, in Lake Debrin because it is in a constant state of flux. It's a constant maelstrom of uh, whirlpools and, and undertoes and, and white caps and high swells. It's just a very vicious body of water. Right. So you, uh, you start sailing towards this wall. The wall looks like it could be hundreds of feet tall. Uh, and you, as you approach it, you slowly start going above the wall. From this height, uh, on the other side of the wall, you can see the Imperial City, and it is dense. Uh, it is packed, and it is... You can almost see from being above that it's circular. The entire city is shaped like a circle, much like the landmass that rests on it, or that it's resting on. And then you can tell the districts are each their own little circle with this large circle uh, in the center. And each circle, each circular district has a very distinct feel to it, a distinct look to it. Uh, there's three of them with the center mass being uh, like the Holy Chapel, presumably where the Imperial family is. Uh, you come into the port, uh, which is in between two large sections of wall. Uh, you're greeted by a couple of Imperial Guards. Everyone knows that you're here, and they whisk you away. Uh, the section that you're in, historically, uh, was from Dragon Watch. In Debrin's history, Dragon Watch was originally the home of uh, Dragonborn. Now, the Dragonborn were obsessed with their draconic lineage, uh, and they were particularly fond of the brass dragons. Uh, everything here is made of brass and steel. Mm. Uh, and things that you've never seen or heard of before, uh, because they whisk you into this carriage, it looks like, and the carriage is actually a monorail. Oh. Steam-powered. And it starts whisking you towards another part of the city. Uh... Very lavish, very comfortable. And as the this, this monorail travels into the city proper, you're looking around and everyone here is dressed very... Not necessarily nice, but uh, everyone here... Lo if, if, if you didn't know any better, everyone here looked important. Lots of top hats, lots of uh, regal-looking clothes, lots of vibrant colors on the clothes. Everything's fairly clean. Uh, you know, Northridge is, is very dirty, very woodland. This is very, very um, almost uh, like sanitary. As the monorail comes to a rest, there is an imperial carriage waiting for you, and out comes your wife and children. Oh, nice. So I'll, I'll run to them. Nice warm embrace. I, I want to ask a question, though. When we broke over the city wall... I take it Thunder Force is, is who protects the city? Yes. Okay. Like, were they perched up on the wall? No. So from what I've seen, like, coming into the city, there's really not a, a heavy Thunder Force presence? Uh, on the wall, not they're not marching up and down the streets. Right. Uh, like they are in Northridge or really anywhere in, else in the, in the Empire. Um, it's a little more subtle here. Think of, 
think of like uh, when you're walking through a city and there's lots of cops running around, and you go to like kind of like a an area where there's no cops anymore. Now they're they're like guys in regular street clothes. Okay. Um, they are here. They're just not as in your face and up front. That's partially because it's not exactly easy to get into the city. Uh, you really have to be a, a strong service to the empire. Um, and that's really that, that. I mean, that would be your best guess, right? So them. it doesn't appear like the wall is fortified in a way that they suspect some like imminent attack. No, I mean, there's there's battlements on the top of the wall, but nothing like it's not heavily manned, right? Okay, maybe like every several hundred feet there might be a battlement. Okay, understood. All right, so anyway, yeah, I see my family uh, a, a nice warm embrace. Um, no, oh, how how are you guys? Did they treat you well? Oh my god, it's been amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, the kids have been in school. They have a school now. Get out of here! Yeah. Oh, that's um, incredible. There's a, an imperial proctor that that comes and picks them up and, and teaches them. They they they've been doing homework. They have to they have problems to do. They have to solve math equations. It's it's I, they might be smarter than me. Well, um, the kids start complaining about having to do school work. Uh, she is wearing. Um, from your observation, brand new clothes. She looks very clean, and uh, they they haven't had me do anything. They they bring us uh, food mm. once a week, and uh, I'm just free to explore the city. Wow! Yeah, you were hot when you were dirty. Look at you now. <laughs> oh, Harrison. <laughs> Good seeing. At first, you didn't believe me that I was sent on a mission. What did you have to do? Uh, it's Well, I guess I kind of, like, clam up with her. Uh, because part of me, obviously, is my wife. Like, I want to share with her what had, what had taken place. But the other part of me wants to keep it under, under one wraps. Of, one of the guards uh, kind of notices what's going on. Uh, Mr. Bullet, perhaps... Uh, will show you to your home and give you some alone time with your family. Oh, thank you. Uh, you do have an engagement tonight. And what is that? Uh, you're having dinner with the high commander of the Thunder Force. No. Oh. Was he at that ceremony in, uh, in Northridge no. when that explosion went off? No, he wasn't there. Okay. And wh- what time is this? Uh, it'll be later tonight. Uh, of course, your family is welcome to join you as well. No, oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I looked at my wife. I'm like, let's, let, let's, let's go home. Very good. So uh, your home is close to where this this monorail station is. Uh, As you walk through the city, the buildings are easily 200 meters tall. (laughs) Uh, They're they're large buildings, and they're packed together, and there are people everywhere, but it doesn't smell. Uh, There's no smell of sewage. There's no smell of raw metal. There's really none of that. And again, you're in this this district that's been heavily influenced by Dragon Watch, House Dragon Watch, so it's very shiny. Uh, lots of brass and iron and steel. Um, lots of steam accoutrements. Mm. Uh, steam carriages. Very steampunk-like. Right. Uh, it's also where the jewelry district is. So there's lots of jewelers where you would see blacksmiths and woodcutters. Now you're seeing people polishing gems and Extracting diamonds from stones, that kind of thing. Right. Um, high-end tailors and whatnot. Uh, and you find yourself in a 
disappointingly small apartment. Uh, it's miles away nicer than the house that you had. Right. Uh, but you probably felt like when you said, when you were told title and estate, that you were going to get a home, maybe with property, not another apartment in a building full of apartments. It is very nice. It's just I, I probably not what you were expecting. Okay. Another thing you weren't expecting. Oh, no. Your friend Maximo waiting for you at the door with a big smile on his face, and he's got a big basket full of fruits and cakes and some style of gift cards <laughs> for local shops. Uh, just a, Just a bag full of goodies. And your wife slaps you on the back and says, oh, Maximo's been great to us while you've been gone. He's really made sure everything's been going well. He's so excited to see you. No, that's great. That's what a true friend does. And he, we're outside of the apartment, so we're in the building, but... Like in the hallway. Yeah. Okay. Like where um, Newman and Jerry always meet. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I, a big smile will uh, we'll strike Harrison's face. And uh, he, he kind of looks to the left and to the right and just maybe observes how many entry points into different apartments there are on this uh, in this hall, right? Maybe catches a door or two. And mm-hmm. he gives him a, a little bit of an embrace. Oh, Maximo, great to see you. Well, wh- why don't you come in? Come in. It's been so long. Hey, all right, thanks. Yeah. Where are my kids? Uh, they're with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Uh, Everybody goes inside, right? You yeah. know, my wife opens up the, the door and, and I kind of have Maximo by the shoulder as I lead him into the apartment. And the door will close behind us. So what was it? Maximo sold me out to Alexanderson, didn't he? But I can't remember not exactly. That he, not that he sold you out. He just, when he got, after the attack, if you remember, they just grabbed people right and just started interrogating him and maximo may have been very forthcoming with the dubious business transactions that himself and you engaged in throughout the years which was brought up to me by alexanderson yeah so he he told them that you know uh things like you would you would skim a little off the top uh and to make sure that the spotlight never really fell on you. You guys would be okay with maybe making false allegations against people to get the Thunder Force's ire. Right. Uh, so that way, if your name ever came up, the theory is that they would say, wow, you know, but these guys have always given us pretty good information. Right. One of those he's done right by us. Right. We'll so we'll give him the benefit eye. of the doubt kind of a thing. Now, who knows if those conversations ever even happened, uh, but he was more than willing to give up that information uh, to not get in any uh, execution scenarios. Okay. <clears throat> it's also important to note that there really was no leader. It's not like he was the leader and then set you up to take the fall. It's not like you were the leader of this little... No, 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 of course. But just, we're just two guys conducting business and he just he you're threw me into the muddy water. Right, right. Right, opportunist. That, that's a good way to put it. And he saw an opportunity and fucking sold me out. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we walk into the apartment, and uh, like I said, I have my arm on his shoulder as I lead him into the apartment. And, That's uh, great to see you. Did you get my letter? I'm sorry, what letter? Oh, I left a letter with um, that, that 
Billy Billy Bob Kid or whatever his name was. We're neighbors. Fuck, I totally forgot to look at the letter. <laughs> that kid didn't give it to you? I'm going to have a word with him next time I go to Northridge. No, nah, actually, uh, let, let's have a word amongst ourselves. And I look at my wife and I kind of say, do me a favor. Can you uh, maybe take the kids inside? I just have some business I need to, to conduct with Maximo here. Yeah, here, I'll show you my apartment. Oh, that's an even greater idea. Let's do that. Yeah, so he goes right next door to you. Fucking hell, really? Pops the door. You guys share a wall. Like, if you got into a fight with your wife and he put his ear up to the wall, he could probably hear it, depending on what room you were arguing in. That's wow. how close, like, you're, you're next door neighbors. Okay. All right, good. So good. he brings you into this apartment. It's very dwarfish, very dirty, just kind of shit everywhere. Okay. Uh, looks like a bachelor pad kind of a thing. Right. Wow, what did you do to, to get this apartment? What, what did you do to get out of Northridge? Well, I, 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 I served the Empire. Yeah? How did you do that, Maximo? Well, you know, I, the, you remember the attack, of course. No, of uh, course I do. You know, they were looking for information that would help them uh, Of course out. they were. Continue. Please, don't, uh, don't uh, let me get uh, in the way of uh, your, your war story here. The <laughs> Go ahead, because I'm sure you, you truly serve the Empire. Well, you know, I... Uh, <clears throat> They were looking for uh, a place to start uh, an investigation, and and you know I obviously, um, you know being being uh, mm -hmm. the entrepreneur that I am, oh, uh, you know I know lots of things. So I, I you know I was trying to guide them uh, maybe where they could go to look and uh, well, yeah. Where did you how did you end them? up here? Where did you guide them? Because I know well, you know a lot of things. As a matter of fact, you know a lot of things that both you and I. Or involved in. Funny. Funny. How did I get involved in this, Maximo? Well, you, you know, know. Maybe I just wanted to stay in Northridge with my family. But instead, I find myself here as your neighbor. Well, I mean, I can't lie to them. That's a crime. You can't lie to them. That's a crime. Come on. Don't be like this. Have a drink. Come on. Look where we are. We made it. We made it? Yeah. And, you know, not for nothing, I... You should be maybe thanking me. You're kidding me, right? You're kidding me. I should thank. What, what exactly should I thank you for? For setting you up with all this. Yeah, and I'm under like watchful eye of two Thunder Force, and my family is now living in an apartment. Fine, granted, in the city, which is a blessing. I I get that, but no thanks to you. I'm sorry. You pass along information to the captain Alexanderson and you get whisked away to the capital city and here I go forced on an adventure with a fucking ranger Alvord and Whitmore I don't know who those people are but listen you're here now right wait he wouldn't know who Alvord was I thought Alvord lived in Northridge he no? did but Maximo really only deals with like merchants oh you get the idea that Maximo's kind of a piece of shit oh I, I know that <laughs> oh I know uh, even in Northridge which like he was like the pauper king you know like he right. he always saw himself above everybody including you you know he's and you knew that but we all know guys like that yeah. you know you you begrudgingly accepted it because he would always uh, find a way to get you a little extra coin in your pocket but he always looked at himself as smarter and stronger and better than everybody around him right okay all right Maximo, I got to hand it to you. You really know how to leverage relationships to put yourself in a better position. That's what I'm saying, right? 
Yep. Even if you leveraged our relationship to put yourself in a better position. Ah, oh, don't be a baby. It worked out. It did work out, didn't it? And look, you're right. We're neighbors now. We're neighbors. Yeah, it's going to be great. I know. It is going to be great because now I know everything that you do and everywhere that you go. You're right. It's great. We're going to be neighbors. And now we can maybe, you know, start thinking about getting back into business. Make some coin in this big city, huh? Yeah. These people are ripe for the picking. Oh, I bet they are. They're probably so stupid, too. Like, have you thought of anything? I'm working on a couple of things, but you just got home. Another time. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll revisit this. Let, let's, let, let, let me get settled in, and then we'll, we'll catch up. All right, great. I'm going to skin this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Little Bannon might come out. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. I'll uh, I'll let you spend time with your family. I don't I don't want to get involved. I'll just um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll thank stay. you, I'll, thank you, Maxwell. You've yeah, always I, been I, like one of my most considerate friends. Oh, okay. Close confidant. All right. Well, listen. Welcome home. <laughs> well played. All right. So I'll, I'll leave his uh, I leave his apartment. I go into mine, and I, like an idiot, I pull the letter out from my pocket that I didn't read on the way here. Uh, do you, you read it now? Yeah, I'm going to read yeah, it Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, I hope this letter finds you well. I've been taking care of your family. No need to thank me. It's the least I could do. We're neighbors now. Uh, everything's fine. Make sure he congratulates himself for watching over your family. Oh, good. Okay. You know, um, wouldn't put it past him to maybe make a pass at the wife. Hey, he probably died. You know, you have no proof of that, but that is definitely the kind of dude that he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I got you. It's okay. been a month. He's probably, you know, <laughs> listen, once you go dwarf, you never go back. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to find the furthest. Sharpest sword. Oh. No, no. Yes. <laughs> God, I got to control these daggers. Um, I'm just going to find the, the room that is furthest from the shared wall that I have with his apartment, now okay. knowing that he shares a wall. Um, to make life easy, we'll just say it's like the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's a good That's fine. So, um, you know, I just kind of pull my wife into that. I just want to catch her up on, um, obviously, what's been going on. To a degree. I'm not going to tell her everything. But, okay. you know, um, I will point out that watch that motherfucker who lives next door because he... He's a rat fuck, I tell her. He is so obnoxious. He is. He's nice, but he's just so... What do the kids say? Extra. <laughs> Extra. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Um, he's just always... He's. I mean, I feel bad because he really was you know, making sure that we had everything that we needed. Listen, Maximo peddles information. That's his gift. So yeah. he will sell you out. Because surprisingly enough, whether you know this or not, we are in this situation because of him. If it wasn't for his mouth, we would still be in our home in Northridge. I would have never gone on this little adventure. We would not be here. And yeah, I see that you recognize it's it's nice for the kids. They're getting an education and, you know, you're in this nice grand city. But remember, this is all because of him. So do not trust him. Okay. Okay. Now, on to a little more important information my mission is not over oh, do you have to leave again yes 
But listen, it is for the benefit of this family. Okay? There are some there are some things that were kind of left undone that need to be resolved and they need to be resolved fast. So I need you to trust me like you did a few months back when this started. Um, I need you to have my back. Of course. You know? how, how long are you going to be gone this time? Um, this little adventure might be... This is going to be a lot faster than what I just came back from. Promise? I, I, Oh, one hundred percent. I just, I have to, I have to do something tonight, and I need you to cover for me if anybody comes by. Uh, you're gonna go to dinner, right? Oh, of course. But after dinner, there's, there's something that 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 I have to do. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, of course. So you're, we're not in danger, are we? No, 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 no. One hundred percent, no. You're not in danger, are you? Um. No, 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 I shouldn't be in any danger. Give me a persuasion check. 16. Being married to you, she yeah. kind of knows you're full of shit, but she She's, also knows if it was really bad, you probably would tell her. Right. So she probably figures you are wrapped up in something a little extra. She's not quite sure. Uh, she's not really quite sure of any of this. All she knows is that she's been in the lap of luxury. Uh, and not that she's like a materialistic person, I don't think, but it's hard for anyone to really get like a, annoyed with the current situation they find themselves in. Okay. Uh, you know, you, you go from... Um, a dirty farm to uh, a 70th floor penthouse in Manhattan. Right. So it's, it's a shock, but you're also kind of being taken care of. So it's, it's a pretty woman. Yeah. For her. Right. Okay. All right. And I'll reassure her and say, look, I, I just, I want to make sure that you have everything that you've ever wanted in life. And, and this is something that granted we've never spoken about before, but now that we have it, it's something that you don't want to give up. I just want to make sure that I believe you. I'm looking after you, sweetheart, and our kids. I'm doing this for us. So you're just going to have to trust me. Okay. But we're in no immediate danger. Okay. And the only danger you'll find yourself in is if you open your mouth to that piece of shit that's living next door. Well, now that you're here, I won't have to really talk to him. It'll go back to the way it was before. All right, good. Hi, Maximo. Bye, Maximo. Yes. Okay. As long as the kids aren't calling him Uncle Maximo, I'm good. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, no. They are... <laughs> they, it is a one, <laughs> but I decided evens and odds. Okay. Uh, no, they are not. All right, good. All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll go to dinner. Dinner is uh, a lot of pomp and circumstance, or this is like a, a family. Funny you should ask. Uh, there is a, an outfit that was left for you for dinner tonight. It's got a little bit of dust on it. Uh, it was brought to. It was brought here pretty much right when she got here. Okay. This was kind of to thank you for your service. This is like an official thank you. Um, it is almost militaristic looking. Now you are completely unfamiliar with the, with the what the the happenings and the what have yous of the city, um, but if you were to if if you were to give it to the layman and ask them what this is for, they would say it was for some kind of military event. Oh wow, lots of um you know brass buttons and very tailored and very uh, uncomfortable looking you know like uh when you see pictures like the Marine Corps ball right you know. Nobody right, really looks like comfortable, but they look blues. impressive. Right. right. Okay. All right. Uh, from 
the time that we're at now to the time of this dinner, what do we have? A few hours. Okay. All right, I'm going to ask my wife to excuse me. I need to use the bathroom. Okay. Yeah, this this outfit is probably not going to look too good with your gauntlets on. Or maybe it will. Or maybe it will. I have no idea. <laughs> um, there is no way. I, I don't even want to take them off. I don't want to leave them behind. Well, let's let's try it on and see how it looks. Well, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Give me a flat 20. <laughs> it's, a, it's a six. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I was thinking maybe we could pull it off where, like, maybe the sleeves are ballooned out a little bit. And we could almost get away with maybe stuffing this into another, like, white glove. Yeah. Um, they're not dirty looking. They're, they're actually very impressive looking. But they are undoubtedly instruments of war. Right. And while it doesn't look bad with this outfit, it it's not like you're wearing black sneakers instead of black dress shoes because you forgot. Because guys don't look at each other's shoes. This is going to stand out as soon as we go to shake someone's hand. Oh, of course it is. Um, but you have a few hours to uh, to come up with a plan. Yeah, of how to not go to this dinner. Fuck. Also, you do have to keep in mind uh, that y- you have definitely gotten the impression that you are being treated as a hero. Right. So that might be something where they might just scratch their head and be like, this guy's fucking weird, but whatever. Hey, thanks for thanks for everything. Which, again, I think Harrison's going to recognize that. He just don't... He just doesn't want to end up in a situation where we now start to back off of that. Right. You know? He wants to maintain that profile because, you know, obviously the shit that he wants to do in the city, he's almost going to use this, like, hero status... As his cover, as his cover, yeah, yeah. I think so. Harrison is going to open up the door. Does does are, are those two Thunder Force guards like right outside of his door? No. Or is now, that, now that you're here, okay, that, so that's, that's over. That was no just basically a, a protection in Northridge and an escort here, and now that's a over. protection, a show of respect, right? More, more than probably protection. Um, okay. We feel that you're worth having this escort, kind of a thing, right? Who, in fact, would I have to speak with to post? the dinner. I don't think you would even know where to start. You don't know who a grand commander is. You don't even know where they're located. I do know a guy who deals in yeah, information. Yeah, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck that guy. All right. Um, oh, man, I think I'm just going to have to make it work. You know, there is, there is a certain... Um, well, you said that this is a, a district with, like, shops and, and mm-hmm. tailors and stuff like that. Okay, so the appropriate outfit would be to wear white gloves. It's well, anyone's guess. Well, I, I mean, thought it was included with this uniform. Uh, I was really just saying that more, like, uh, it, it, in the dressiness of it. Like, if you stuffed these gauntlets into white gloves, that might look a little more acceptable. Right. But then you run the risk of, of somebody wondering why I'm wearing why are fucking his gloves. Hands so fucking lumpy <laughs> because he's wearing <laughs> gauntlets underneath his white gloves. Um, but we're doing a lot of thinking about the, these gauntlets. Uh, give me a perception. Uh, do I go with the orange? I'm going orange. Nope. That's a five. <laughs> okay. Uh, you get your little ringing in your ears. God damn it. Just won't go away. 
Tinnitus is a bitch. Maybe I should go to the hospital. They have hospitals here? They sure do. I will reason that whenever we start dealing with gauntlets, I would think Harrison realizes that he starts getting a ringing in his ears. Okay. And so far, the very occasional, it almost sounds like whispers. And it seems like it's only when we start focusing on these gauntlets that this happens. All right, so Harrison has a fair understanding that even though he can't make out what's being said, it's every time, like you said, he tampers with these things. Okay. Or they're on his mind, you know, because it seems like you ran into the bathroom, like, what the... F-? Like, I can picture you looking at these gauntlets, like, what the fuck am I going to do? And yeah. that's when the ringing starts. Okay. He's going to try to pull one off. Okay. just want to see if I could slide a hand out. Give me a strength check. 17. Nope. Really? You're just tugging away on the fabric. I, I picture like that thick, like suede. Right. Nope. Just won't even budge. Nope. Like when when I'm pulling it, does it feel like it's pulling my skin? No. It, it feels like um, like the 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 suede itself might be attached to something else because you're pulling it and like your arm is moving with it, but you don't feel like it's like pulling your skin. Okay. Shit. All right. So these things obviously they're not coming off. Oh, God. Now, are we in that center? Oh, it doesn't even matter. Do I have, like, an like an invite? Or it's just known that we have this dinner tonight? Uh, your escorts were instructed to make sure that it's crystal clear that you have this dinner tonight. Okay. Wow, I'm fucking stuck. Well, I guess we're going to this dinner. Fuck. I cannot think of a way out of this. All right. Uh, so I picture you get yourself all dolled up. And what color are these gauntlets? They're black. Yeah. Okay. I was picturing like they, they cover my fingers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The 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 real obnoxious part, which nobody really except for you has seen yet, because I picture like you're always wearing clothes, especially in Northridge. Yeah. It's cold, uh, even though we're getting towards spring. Uh towards this part is where it starts turning into like scaled looking metal. So it's a little more bulky. Right. Like it comes up to almost your elbow. Right. Uh, this part here is really the most normal part. Right. So the exposed part. Wearing this uh, wearing this dress outfit, it would seem like you're just wearing kind of like bulkier black gloves. Okay. Okay. All right. That's fine. <clears throat> going to the dinner? Yeah, we're going to go to the dinner. All right. All right. So, uh, you decided to go to the city. Uh, in your house, uh, you practice a little bit with your gloves, and you start getting these whispers and this ringing in your ears again. Uh, nothing really manifests from it, but we're trying to practice... With these with these gauntlets, um, it seems like you pretty much have a a solid handle on the mage hands. Yeah, I think his first move with the mage hands is going to be to grab a hammer <laughs> and go after his new neighbor. I am glad that you are practicing with these gauntlets because I was planning on every time you had to use mage hands. Uh, right. Make you roll 
various things. Uh, but it seems like you, you, with you practicing, I'm having you roll now. Oh, for like adverse side effects. Yeah, right. And uh, we didn't talk okay. about this at all. You know, you took it upon yourself to practice with them. So I'm, I'm glad you did that. Uh, when well, you eventually do use them, it'll make things a lot easier. Yeah, but I'm sure that based on the way that I'm rolling, you'll have plenty of time to fuck with me on the daggers and the crossbows yeah. because Harrison, well, me, Harrison's not the one rolling the dice. But I just have a real issue with rolling anything in double digits. Just imagine if, and I'm not saying I'm going to do this, but just imagine if I brought you to some kind of very important event and you're meeting the emperor and you Ooh. go to shake his hand and I make you roll to see if your daggers accidentally eject out of your gloves <laughs> and you assassinate the emperor. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good idea. Well, no, that's actually a terrible Horrible idea. idea. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, yeah, but so far, it's it's been a very steep learning curve. I'm going to stop you. Oh, I'm sorry. Is your timer going off? Um, you know what we missed today? I'm going to cut this out because of the time that this... Uh, no, we didn't miss it yet. It's at 2.30. It's already released. What are you talking about? It was supposed to be at 2.30 p.m. Uh, was it Wildlands 2? Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. What the fuck is that? The new Ghost Recon game. Yeah, but is it like an open world? I don't know. Ghost Recon. Is that the thing that, that Patrick just sent? Yeah, let me stop this real quick. We had to do important shit. Oh, because they leaked it. So you're uh, <clears throat> you're practicing with these uh, gauntlets. You're getting good. And then you have a little meeting uh, with Whitmore and Alvord. A positive meeting, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So um, The old band getting together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even though it's only been a session or two since you've been <laughs> apart. For us, it's been a long time. Yes. Uh, so Whitmore is staying in Northridge and getting some kind of uh, promotion of some description. And uh, Alvord is going to Hexley to take over for uh, the Baroness during her incoming trial, <laughs> thanks to you. Which is, is great news, but I think still leads a, uh, a lot of questions to be asked. There's still a lot of like open-ended things that need to be tied up, right. buttoned up, buttoned yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, so from there, we, uh, we get ready to depart the city. Uh, we do a little bit more exposition, I guess, uh, or cannon work on uh, these these flying airships mm. uh, and why they exist and how they exist and, and things like that. Uh, you meet up with uh, the kid who's taking over for you right. as portmaster. And uh, boy, am I happy about this. And I don't know why, but he hands you a letter. He tells you it's from Maximo. Uh, and you instantly look irritated. Uh, you slip it into your pocket and... Uh, we don't really address that again. Which was probably a, a good thing. For the listeners, it was a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely, uh, <laughs> the payoff, I think, yeah, was, was yeah. worth it. For comedy purposes, it, yeah. it worked better, I think. And totally unscripted. You know, that just yeah. it happened. I don't know if that was a product of me just getting aggravated that you would mention the word Maximo and I just wanted nothing to do with it, or <laughs> the alcohol kicking in. Or a combination of everything that was going on. I think there was a lot of excitement. And to be honest, I think it almost like parallels real life when there's something of a higher importance going on that you tend to disregard the lesser things. Yeah. And the lesser things are the things that might actually come back and become important things. Become important, which this ultimately does. I think my focus at that time was really still on this whole uh, Baroness yeah. plot line. 
uh, behind the screen, um, when I let go that Maximo kind of gave up your dirty little side business, uh, based on your reaction, I said, okay, Max, number one, Maximo needs to come back. And I decided at that time that if you were ever to go to the city, you would have seen uh, Maximo as your neighbor. Um, so I'm glad that you went to the city and we got to play that out. Good. Um, we'll get there. So uh, you hop on this airship, uh, all no, 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 uh, spared no expense, I think is what they say. Lots of food, lots of revelry on your way to the city. And uh, the city is divided into quadrants, like most major cities. Um, but the quadrants are reflective of the history of the houses on this continent that, that uh, inhabit. Uh, the the land so the 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 district that you're in is very much inspired by House Dragon Watch and House Dragon Watch uh, is very uh, industrious so there's a it's a very steampunk feel there's a lot of brass a lot of steam there's there's a monorail uh, and powered coaches uh, and very clean very sterile is, is a great way to put it. Uh, and you find out that you're going to have dinner with some important individuals from the Thunder Force. Uh, and you are led to your family. So we have a nice embrace with the family. Uh, we meet Maximo. And then reality starts setting in that you have to go meet some important people. And you have gloves that you can't take off. Yeah, and that became a very stressful situation. Which I guess gets played out in the next episode. Um, this episode, uh, this session ends with you entering the dinner. So right. we we rectify, uh, we we decide, fuck it, now or never. Let's see what happens. Well, I mean, the dice have to be rolled, right? They're not coming off, and I can't miss this dinner. Right. So I think larger questions would would pop up if, um, you know, I'm like an honorary guest or one of many honorary guests at this dinner, and I just kind of flake out and and no show. That probably would not be the uh, the best choice. So it was just, hey, look, let's <laughs> try to make the best of this situation. Yeah. I think we even rolled right to see how the gloves would look under the uh, the attire that I was wearing for the evening. Yeah. And of course, I think I kind of fucked the bed. No, but, no, no, that no. one that one was okay. Um, it was they stood out. Because the way the the uniform or the the uniform or the dress or whatever the the dress, uh, almost like just blues. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, they were a little little more form fitting, if I remember correctly. Yes. So it they was, looked uh, off. Right. Uh, but the important thing was that the like the runes and the metal etched into the upper part of the gauntlet was covered. Mm. Um, I think the role that saved you was making the gloves like a black. So they kind of. Like, okay, the guy's just wearing gloves. Right. The wrong gloves, but he doesn't know any better. Right. So I think that's kind of how it played off. And uh, you go to this dinner, and uh, we're going to start getting real balls deep into the inner workings of the city. Um, how are you feeling it's going so far? Excellent. I'm not happy about Maximo being my neighbor. And I sit back and I think, if if <clears throat> if Harrison was a skilled assassin from the beginning i think i probably once he sold me out you know to alexanderson i he would have he'd be dead so th this this is just kind of funny where i feel like my character is gonna ultimately end up like the direction that he's going in the decisions that i would make now compared to what i would make if he was you know this like skilled killer like right you know what would he have done 
and he just does not like Maxima. Just does not like <laughs> which which is funny because they have such a history together. So it's like actually I I was almost gonna say like you can equate it to like real life. Like this is that one friend that you had that's always annoying, but you kind of keep him by your side. But usually those kind of people you should just fucking get rid of. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't be friends with those people. Um but this is the one like that tag along that's always like yapping in your ear. He almost reminds me of like Scrappy Doo. <laughs> yes. You know? Just a yep. fucking yapping little <laughs> piece of shit that does nothing but get you into trouble you know he's not doing anything to benefit the group he's just there to to screw you over you know yeah so all right well um with that being said just enough oh yeah yeah yeah. uh two dunkin donuts <laughs> don't drink Brunco. You know what? If you work at Dunkin' Donuts, do me a favor. Take a little pride in your work and clean the fucking pots. There we go. Okay. To uh, world's most powerful whiskey, Santori. That it's minus four on the proof, but times four on the strength. I don't know why. Uh, to egg timers and hammers. <laughs> to dice and pipes. Wear your glasses.